Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your business success coach, welcoming you to the Successful Woman Radio Show. And I am just so excited to be here with you today. We've got a great show lined up for you today, a lot going on today for us at Successful Woman Radio as we continue on with week three of our January theme, Diamonds are all around you. So excited about this topic. I've had a discussion with so many people who are very, very excited that we're covering this type of topic here at Successful Woman Radio. A lot of people are sharing their aha moments. Uh, So I'm just so excited that all of you are here. I want to remind everyone, if you haven't already, get out your notepads. We've got good stuff coming for you. Uh, In the show today, later on, we'll be reading an excerpt and and setting the pace for the book Acres of Diamonds uh, by, by, uh, I want to make sure I get his name right, Acres of Diamonds by Russell Conwell. And I'm very excited about this book. This this book has a lot of deep meaning. It's told in a, uh, a story format or a fable format. And so I'm very, very excited about you guys reading it if you haven't already. If you're in the network marketing industry, this book is always on the list of books to read. And so many of you may have already read it, but it's a good opportunity for you to get the book back out. Go back and read the book um, because it has such a deep meaning. So we talk about diamonds all the time uh, as far as mining your own diamonds. Where are the diamonds in your life? Uh, you know, so many people have written so on, uh, written songs about diamonds and meaning the diamonds that are not just the jewel, but the diamonds that are the meaningful things in your life. And so it, it really is something very special to me as we cover this topic, diamonds are all around you. Because I spoke with so many people last Last year in 2019, that felt so much that they needed to seek things outside of where they were, that they needed to, you know, go far or figure out, you know, a lot of new techniques and methods to really build their business. And while sometimes that may be true, often what I find is that we don't spend enough time mining the diamonds that are all around us. And so we're really going to get into that again today, and I'm so very excited that all of you are here on the show. So again, if you haven't already, this is a really wonderful time for you to go ahead and share the show with someone that you know is trying to get their business started or they're looking for ways to grow their business, they're looking for ways uh, to be in a positive environment, to stay motivated, to stay in the positive, this is a great show for them. So, again, I want to remind you uh, that you can always share the radio show and bless the lives of at least one other woman each week that you know needs to be in this type of environment. And for those of you that are new to the show, I want to welcome you to Success Woman Radio. Again, I'm Trina Newby, your host, your business success coach. And for those of you who are wondering, well, what is Successful Woman Radio all about? I mean, you know, like I hear people talk about it or I've listened to it a couple of times, but what is the essence of the show? Well, the show is about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. And that is so very important to us. Uh, Why is that important? Because most women, when they start their businesses, one of the reasons they start their business is so they can have a better lifestyle, so that they can have a more flexible life. They can have a better uh, time with their family, and especially if they have small children. So women are looking for ways to streamline. Women are looking for ways to have more of what they want and less stress doing it. And that's what we're about 
here on the show. And so, again, I want to welcome all of you. I want to give a big shout-out to people who have already joined us on our Facebook Live and our Women About Biz community. A big shout-out to um, Pamela Boudre, Chastity Jackson, Toy Lane, Diana Lindbergh. Hey, guys, thank you so much uh, for being on the show with me today and for tuning in. I know this is a very, very special holiday, and so, again, I want to thank you guys. Speaking of this holiday, um, I would be remiss if, if I did not mention the honor of Martin Luther King, Jr., somebody that I consider did so much for civil rights, so much for the liberties of others. And so today I do want to honor Martin Luther King, Jr., and I want to uh, remind us all to never forget people who have impacted our lives and people who have made such a difference in our lives that it has changed us for the better, that it has helped us to have a better lifestyle. It has helped the the world. It has impacted the lives of people for generations to come. And Martin Luther King was such a person. And again, I am just so honored that that we have a day here in the United States that recognize someone who really did sacrifice themselves for the betterment of others. And so today we salute Martin Luther King Jr. and we thank him not not just for today, but we thank him always for his contribution and for the love that he had, so much so for everyone that he was willing to sacrifice his life. Because you guys, I'm sure most of everyone listening knows the story of Martin Luther King, um, but what you need to understand is that he probably started off knowing that his life would be in danger. He started off knowing the challenges of this huge vision that he had been given by God. He he already started to, uh, to know all of that, and yet he pursued it, and he pursued it aggressively. And so we we can look at that as an example in so many ways, to not allow fear to hold us back from things, but we can also look at how we can bless the lives of so many other people if we just step outside of our fear box, right? And so, again, we want to be thankful for Martin Luther King Jr. And many people are actually celebrating the day in many ways. Uh, My family celebrates the day uh, by talking about him, by looking at various documentaries. We've been actually looking at documentaries all last week, and we'll look at a few documentaries today. Um, And then we may look at the King a service that is normally on MLK Day, and I know there are many parades and different things going on all across the U.S. So if you can take but just 30 minutes to sit down with your kids, your family, and be thankful uh, for someone who really impacted our lives, uh, for whether you are whether you are African American, whether you are Caucasian, whether you are Asian, whether you are his of Hispanic descent, it doesn't really matter because what he fought for was not just for African Americans. What he fought for was civil liberties. What he fought for was unity and togetherness of all races. And that is something that we have to continue to realize. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from Martin Luther King was the fact that no matter what race you're in, if we want a better world, if we want a better tomorrow, we have to learn to not only uh, live around each other, but we have to learn to come together as one because we are all people. Amen? And so that is so very, very key. I'm just so elated today to just share with you that I have had so many people to connect with me about this topic, diamonds are in your own backyard. Diamonds are all around you. I've had a lot of people to call me uh, individually and say, Trina, I want to share some things with you about this topic. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I've also had some people to send me some very poignant emails to say that they have Uh, began to discover that the diamonds are in their backyard, that they have began to mine their diamonds. So I'm very, very excited about that. So for those of you that are going, huh, what are they talking about, diamonds? Well, you'll get to hear all about what our theme for this month is and how 
the diamonds are actually in your own backyard. As we look at today talking about um, how important it is for you to believe and receive, that is something that I have been working on myself with. I want to speak positively. I want not only to say what I want out of life, but I want to believe it and I want to receive it. And so we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit um, on the show. I also want to remind everyone that if you have not already joined the Women About Biz group community on Facebook, don't wait. Go ahead and go to facebook.com forward slash groups and forward slash women about biz, and you will be able to request um, membership into the, the community. It's no cost to that particular community. And so, again, we want you to be able to not only promote yourself, to share, but we want you to be able to get and take advantage of all the things that we are providing to you in the Women About Biz community as well as the Women About Biz website. So make sure that you do that. I also want to give a big shout-out to Julie Anston in New York. Uh, Julie has been listening to the show. I think Julie's been listening to the show since about, I believe, the show began. And she wrote a very beautiful email just thanking us at Successful Woman Radio for always providing quality resources and, and information. And I want to just say to Julie, that is what we are all about. And I want to thank you so much for being a longtime listener on the show. Well, as many of you know, this is our 20th anniversary for Women About Biz. And of course, Women About Biz is our main company and Successful Woman Radio is our flagship show that we're able to push out great information to all business women. And so one of the things that we're doing this year to celebrate our 20th year, it's our goal right here in our headquarters city of Atlanta, Georgia, to host one of the largest networking events for women. Now, I don't know if anyone has ever actually said we're holding the largest networking event for women, but certainly this is something that we want to do. And our goal is to do that this March 2020 um, in celebration of our 20th year anniversary. And so to do that, we're going to need some help. We're going to need people spreading that word. So we're almost ready to announce the hotel that the uh, Women About Biz networking event is going to be held at. And and so stay tuned for that. All of that will be put up on the Women About Biz website this week. If you are indeed interested in being a part of our Women About Biz 20th anniversary, coming to what we would want to be the largest networking event of business women, then we ask you to go ahead and send us an email. And that's, there's different ways you can do it, but I'm going to give you the email that is most important. It's member support at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, member support at womenaboutbiz.net. You can also email me, tnewbie at womenaboutbiz.net, okay? Um, and in the subject line, just put volunteer for women's networking event, and we will make sure that we keep you in the loop on exactly what we're doing and how this is going to roll out. But we're very excited. Um, because we didn't just want to host a party. We wanted to do something that was inclusive of other businesswomen. We wanted to celebrate at the essence, at the core of who we are. We wanted to celebrate us all. And so hosting a large women's networking event and spreading the word and allowing women to connect, um, women to share, that's what we're all about. And so we plan on doing that in March. And, again, it's going to be during the last week of March. We're just we're not wanting to announce the hotel until we actually have the contract signed. Uh, but that will happen this week. We're very, very excited about it. And in addition to that, there's going to be some other exciting things going on in this networking, during this networking event. We're going to have some seminars. We're going to have some special guests. Uh, we're going to be having a special edition of the Successful Woman Radio Show broadcasted live right from the um, event venue. So we're very, very excited about that. So, again, stay tuned for that. And if you're interested in volunteering, if you're interested in helping out uh, with our 20th anniversary women's networking event, then you definitely want to let us know. I want to give a big shout-out to 
um, Teresa Wright Johnson. I also want to give a big shout out also to uh, Tamika. Both of them were like the first people that said, yes, I want to volunteer. So guys, hang tight because we are going to be getting you uh, information and they are longtime members of Women About Biz. And we just have so many people that are reaching out saying that they want to be a part of our 20th year celebration at Women About Biz. So again, a big thank you to everyone. And if you are interested, definitely let us know. Again, you can email us at membersupport at womenaboutbiz.net or for those of you who connect with me all the time, pnewbie at womenaboutbiz.net. And we'll make sure that you get on the right mailing list so that you can be kept in the loop and know what is going to be happening and what we need assistance with volunteer-wise. So again, thank all of you so far. I think we have about 30 people so far that have volunteered. Very excited about that. And we're going to have a lot more people. Remember, we're our goal is the largest networking event for business women. And so again, we're very, very excited about that. By the way, somebody said, hey, have you ever looked in the Guinness Book of Records to see if anybody has actually ever registered uh, an event such as this? And I said, no, I haven't. So we're going to look that up in the Guinness Book of Records as well uh, in reference to the largest business women's networking event. And we're going to find out uh, if it is if it is even possible, right, uh, for that type of um, event to be registered with the Guinness Book of Records. We're going to see. Someone asked me also, how many women do you think we actually need? So I think if we really work hard, we could probably have a 1,000 women all under one roof networking and connecting with each other. I think that we could do it if we really wanted to. So a 1,000 women could be a 100 women inviting 10 other women. Um, you, you know, it could be very, very simple. It could be 200 people inviting five people each. Uh, but the biggest thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that we keep it streamlined and organized. And so, again, very excited about this. We'll be doing it during Women's History Month. What, what a great time to do it, right? And, um, again, you know, this is something that we want to do at Women About Biz to celebrate our 20th year uh, as a women's organization that is helping other women to grow their businesses. I also want to remind all of you that if you have not already, uh, if, you know, you've got to start looking at the activities on your calendar. So many times we have activities that are not even relevant to what it is that we want to accomplish for the week. And when you have activities that are not relevant, what it means is that your focus is going to be off. You're not even going to be paying attention. So I have some questions for you that I think are going to help you get focused. And they're called the five questions of focus and action. As many of you um, know who are long-time listeners, each year we come up with a set of five questions uh, that you can ask yourself that is going to help you have your aha moments, that is going to help you to coach yourself to success. And this year, we're doing the five questions of focus and action. So get your notepads out. We'll go ahead and get started with those. Question number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness Ooh, this is my favorite one, I think, of the five this year. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? I'm talking about, you know, have you set a course of consistency with your morning personal development? Have you created an affirmation that is customized and personal to just you? These things are very, very important. The one thing that I can certainly tell all of you is that when you work on yourself daily, when you do things that are going to enhance your experience on a daily basis, you will see results. You're going to see the difference. And I know for sure that because we get exposed to so many things in life that take us off our path sometimes, sometimes it causes us stress, sometimes we lose focus. And so what will help you to stay on your success path is when you first focus on you. When you focus on your personal development, when you focus on yourself and what it is that you want to accomplish for the day, and when you do that every single day and when you make a commitment to yourself, you're going to see a world of difference 
in your business life, you're going to start having a desire to want more structure, more organization. You're going to want all of that. Here's question number two. What are my goals and priorities for the week? And, of course, this is huge, right? Because you must know what your goals are for marketing. You must know the number of leads you would like to have for the week. You must know what type of sales you want for the week. What's your sales goals? All of those things are very, very important. And then question number three, am I clear on my role and responsibility as CEO? No matter if it's just you, you, and you, you must remember, and this is so key because so many people forget, you must remember that even if it's just you, you are still the CEO of your business. This is where it all starts, right? Many, many millionaires have started in their garages, right from their own bedrooms, right from their kitchen tables, and it was just them, and now they have a and have large companies generating millions of dollars annually. And so you can never think of yourself as small. You can never say to yourself, it's just me. I don't need to do all of this. No, that's not true. You need to start thinking of yourself as a company. You need to start thinking of yourself as the CEO, and you need to know what your roles and responsibilities are. Remember, if you have not already, it's important for you to write out a position description for the role that you play in your company. And I know a lot of people don't do this, and I believe this is one of the main reasons why so many businesswomen are confused and they lose focus about what it is they're supposed to be doing, right? There is a difference between being the laborer, the manager, and the entrepreneur visionary of your company, right? Very, very important. A good book to read all about that and um, understanding how important it is to keep clear of those three roles and to understand uh, why it is that those three roles must exist in your company is you must get the book E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Excellent book. I consider it kind of like a Bible for business because he just tells the truth about what we need to be doing as small business owners to be bigger, to think bigger. Very, very important. Here's question number four. What tasks will I be delegating to others and following through on? Yes, this is the year of delegation. I want you guys to say that to yourself. Say that to yourself out loud. This is the year of delegation. What am I saying? In order for you to grow your business and to get larger, you must scale. And in order for you to scale your business, to, to get it bigger, you can't sit there and think that you're the only one that is going to be doing everything. You must begin to build a power team of individuals that are going to assist you with scaling your company. These are individuals that have specific types of talents, whether they are graphic designers, whether they are administrative assistants, whether they are web designers, whether they are accountants or bookkeepers, whatever it is that you need in your business. Now, every business owner has a different set of people that should be part of their power team, and only you know what those individuals are. So the first thing I recommend is that you, you know, schedule some time in your calendar every single day to develop your power team. You first start by creating a power team list. What are the experts? What are professionals that I need on my team to help me push my business? These are individuals that I may not need to use eight hours a day every day, seven days a week, but I need to establish a relationship with them so that when I need them, when I need their service, they are going to be there for me. And I think that's so very, very important. And so, again, remember that. That is very, very key. So once you have that list, then it's your responsibility to start establishing a relationship or to start figuring out who those people are going to be. And, of course, you always want to start out with business associates who, who you know, seem to have a lot of different people helping them and doing different things. You want to start out by asking people who have really nice websites, for example. If you need a web designer on your team, start out with people who have really nice websites and say, hey, who designed your website? 
you know, I would like to talk with this individual. Um, start out if you need someone answering your phone, and you may have a business associate that every time you call them, you like the way they answer their phone. Hey, what service do you use? That is how you're going to find efficient people because a lot of individuals have have tested and tried out, and now they're using individuals that are reliable. So that's the first place that you start out, right? But the thing that you can't do is you can't wait until you need a specific service or task done and think you're going to find the person right then and there. It doesn't happen that way. It requires a lot of proactivity on your end. And so this is why it is very, very important for you to go ahead and start building your power team now. A lot of the times I think it's also important as businesswomen that we look inside of ourselves and ask ourselves as well, why haven't I built a power team? Why do I feel like I should be doing everything myself? Why do I feel like I don't have support? Why do I feel like I don't need support? You've got to be asking yourself those questions because there are certain types of mindsets that we embrace and adopt that really are working against us, and this is something that we really don't want. So, again, I want you guys to make sure that you are clear on your position as the CEO, and I want you to make sure that you are beginning to delegate tasks, everyday tasks that you normally do, that you are delegating them to others and following through on them to make sure that you're holding individuals accountable. Last but not least is am I clear on my business finances? Again, am I clear on my business finances? Now, I'm talking about bookkeeping, accounts payable, cash flow, are you clear? Do you know how much money you have in the bank right now? Are you clear on that? And so this is very important because this year in 2020, you must not only delegate, you must not only stay clear of your sales goals and understand what you must be doing, you must not only be clear on your marketing and the number of leads and all of those different things, but you have to be extremely clear on your money, your finances. In order for you to have more of it and abundantly, you must be a good steward over the money that you already have. And in order to do that, that requires you to be clear and precise on your business finances and make sure that you're staying structured and organized, okay? And this is why it's important in your power team that you also have a bookkeeper or an accountant or somebody that can assist you with properly structuring your bookkeeping system. Very, very key. So there you have it. Five questions of focus and action. Ask them of yourself as often as necessary. And remember, these are not questions that you just ask yourself and you answer lightly. Sometimes you might dig deep. Your answers may be threefold, fourfold, five-part answers. Um, it may be answers that give you a huge aha that this is an area that I need to Stop, concentrate, focus, and really, really work on. So that is very, very key. And, again, I'm very, very excited to share these questions with you because they are going to help you to self-coach yourself. They're going to help you to dig deep, and they're going to help you to answer questions that you may not have even thought about. By the way, there was a study done. I guess it was done probably about 15 years ago. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find the resource to share with you guys. But I read that there was a huge questionnaire given out to over 5,000 women, and the question was how many of you actually ask yourself questions? And at a, an alarming rate of more than 60% of the women answered and said, I don't ask my quest myself questions very often. I want you to think about that because as we go into looking at diamonds are all around us, I want you to, to be thinking about how often do I ask myself questions about why things are the way they are, why am I not where I, I should be. I want you to begin to think about why am I not asking myself questions. And a lot of people, trust me, I've asked a lot of women myself, and most women say, no, I don't ask myself questions, but we have to start. This is very, very key. And so, again, I want you guys to start asking yourself more questions. Why? Because it's going to help you to explore, and it's going to help you to visit places in your life you never even thought about, and it's going to help you to discover more of who you are. And questioning is a huge part of the coaching uh, process, coaching techniques. 
That's what coaches do is they ask you questions to help you take yourself to higher levels of learning. And so you have to get used to also self-coaching and asking yourself questions at all. But I thought I'd mention that because it's going to have a lot to do with um, the topic of diamonds are all around you. A big thank you um, to Toy who's pushing out that email for those of you who want to volunteer for helping with our 20th anniversary women's networking event. Thank you so much, Toy, for doing that. And then, of course, I see, Lawanda, you're doing the five questions of focus. Thank you. I appreciate you guys on the Facebook community who are, who are actually doing that. And, again, uh, a big thank you to all of you who are listening from the blog talk radio format. The board is full, uh, so we don't have any more space. We have over 100 women listening on the board. And, of course, we have women listening from the Facebook group as well. So, again, uh, we are so blessed on this MLK holiday to have so many people joining in with us. I want to also remind everyone that if you have not already, uh, there have been so many changes with Facebook over the last two years in particular. Facebook has been trying out so many different things. So if you find out or see that um, there's so many different features that you used to have in groups or have on your fan page or on your personal page are no longer there, you know, don't get frustrated because Facebook is trying out a lot of new things. I keep hearing a huge buzz from the mastermind groups I belong to that are saying that Facebook is coming out with a paid version of Facebook. So that's going to be really interesting. But what I really want you guys to pay attention to here, and I really want you to call, call yourself attention to this, and that is that you never, ever depend on anything that you're not paying for You never depend on anything that you're not paying for for the success of your business and not have control over it. How many people, give me some hearts from Facebook if you know what I'm talking about. You never put yourself in that position. And I think it's just too many people who are in business for themselves that are totally dependent on Facebook, and Facebook can make a a change in the moment's notice. And you guys need to understand that Facebook has control over everything that you are a part of on Facebook.com, the groups, everything. And so one of the things that I want to say, I want to use myself as an example that has really helped me out tremendously, is if you have a Facebook group, for example, the one thing that Facebook has done that a lot of people are upset, uh, upset about is that you know Facebook has questions in groups, so you can ask a person for their first name, their email address. But what you may not know is that you're thinking you can go back and look at those email addresses so that you can connect with those individuals, but that's not true. Once they give that email address and you accept them into the group, the email address is erased or gone. You can't recover it, Right. So that's a moot point. A lot of people are doing that and then not not realizing that, you know, it didn't matter. People were giving me their email address, but I never had the opportunity to really stay connected with them and to share with them. And so one way to combat that is I want you guys to make sure you take a look at our community page at Women About Biz and look at how we've set up that community page for people to join our Women About Biz Facebook group. And, you know, Take the concept, take the idea, and do something similar to like that for yourself. But it allows you to gain and keep the control, and that's what you need to remember. So, guys, take a look at that. Uh, if you go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on community, you'll get your aha moment and see exactly what I'm saying. The other thing that I have discovered, and there is a way for you to go and create a Yahoo account. I don't know if Gmail does this, but there's a way for you to create a Yahoo account and for you to export your Facebook connections from your fan page, their actual email. I've tried it twice, and it worked each time. So there is a way to do that as well, to be able to connect and contact. And I'm telling you this, why? Because – 
I don't like it when we don't have the control over the people that we've worked so hard to get them to follow us or the people that we worked so hard to be a part of our groups. And then when something happens, when Facebook decides to cancel something or change some feature, it cuts us out. I'm not for that. And that is something that I think Facebook has to improve on. They have to improve on their customer service, and they also have to improve on the features and the control that they are allowing all of us to have on Facebook. So, again, pay attention to that. That's something that's going to be happening. And you're going to be seeing more changes. Facebook is already test-phasing um, groups and having paid membership in groups. But right now, I believe you have to have – 10,000 or more members in order to use that particular feature. So it's coming. It's coming. So I do believe that there's going to be a free version and a paid version of Facebook. It's been a long time coming. The buzz has been in the tech community for a long time, and I'm seeing it come back up again and more and more. So I believe what's happening is that they're probably having some testing going on right now where they have hundreds of thousands of people that are testing the new system out, and then they're going to release it out to everyone. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, but so far, the things that I have shared in reference to Facebook have all come to pass and have been correct. And so I think this will be one of them as well. Let's go ahead and get right into our topic uh, for today. And then I'm going to end that with setting the pace for our book club book of the month, Acres of Diamonds by Russell Conwell. And I'm going to just set the pace with Acres of Diamonds, guys, by just reading to you um, the background of, of the whole story. I think that will help a lot of you. Uh, if you haven't purchased your book yet, Acres of Diamond, it's very inexpensive on Barnes and Nobles and, and Amazon.com. So, you know, get, get your copy today, either electronically or get a hard copy of the book itself. But I want to talk a little bit about Acres of diamonds, not acres of diamonds, but the diamonds are all around you. And I want to talk about exactly what does that mean, the diamonds are all around you. Well, it's about recognizing the connections, tools, and resources that you already have. Sometimes we are so anxious to just jump everywhere looking for ways to grow our companies that we really haven't looked in our own backyard. We really haven't looked at the connections, resources, and tools that are literally all around us. And many of those resources and tools are at no cost. We just feel like, you know, we are in this rush, right, to be successful and we're not looking and, and taking a look, well, we're not looking and we're not taking uh, evaluation of what is available to us right in our own areas. There's nothing wrong with marketing nationally, marketing regionally, but what I have discovered a lot is that oftentimes when we start our businesses, we start too large. We want to reach national or we want to reach regional, and we're not prepared because we really have not been successful on a local basis. And so I, I think it's very, very important for you to realize that sometimes you start small and grow large. You scale up, and that's very important to remember. Well, then, on the other hand, there are some individuals, some business women, who feel that they should have all the bells and whistles, all the tools, all the resources, all the different things that you hear people talking about. You hear people talking about phones. Hopefully you guys on Blog Talk, you you were out just for a minute. My ear set fell out. Um, but anyway, you hear so many people talking about um, the, you know, that they aren't having all the resources or that they don't understand why their business is not growing and that they've got to add more resources, more tools. They've got to purchase more, more services. And really what you've got to do is you've got to set your foundation for your business. You've got to make a decision on who your target market is, and then you've got to understand um, the most effective way, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, you've got to understand the most effective way for you to go ahead 
and actually build your business through your marketing campaigns. And I think that is so very, very important. You guys, I'm double-checking because my headset was uh, it fell out. I want to make sure that people can hear me um, on Blog Talk Radio. So let me just double-check here to make sure that everything is connected. Okay, it says I'm connected, so I'm going to trust that technology and, and see if we are still connected. Um, so the diamonds are all around us really means that there are things that we possibly are not using that can help us build our businesses. Today, I want to talk about the diamond of belief and why belief is so important. I talked about mindset the diamond of mindset and, and adjusting our mindsets. But I want to talk about the diamond of belief and the diamond of receiving. Oftentimes, we say that we believe in something, and yet we don't put the action behind what it is that we say we believe in. And unfortunately, what that means is that we don't really believe. Now, a lot of you say, well, I believe in myself, I believe that I have the ability to be successful, but I think what's important is not just to say you have the ability to believe that you can be successful, but what you must understand is you must get yourself to a level of belief where that you can say, I am. I am successful. You see, what I've come to understand is that we don't have to actually have experience all of the successes in order for us to believe that we are successful. The success is coming to us. The success is there waiting on us. And the one thing I truly believe is that each and every one of us has our own success. Nobody else can take it from us. It's there for us. And if we never use it, it's just going to lie dormant. So the success is already there. So when you believe you must believe with conviction and with action that whatever you claim, whatever you want in your life, that it is going to be there for you. And that is certainly a huge diamond, right? The diamond of belief is probably one of the greatest gifts that you can actually give yourself. Why? Because without belief, you can't very well do a lot of things in life. And I think that's the one thing that we have to realize, that belief in and of itself is a habit. If you're in the habit of repeating something that you want and then disbelieving in your inner mind that it's not actually for you, you cancel out the ability to achieve it or for it to happen. And so belief is an incredible power that we have as humans but oftentimes we don't use it in the right way. I was listening to a very interesting uh, video. I was looking at a video, but it was actually an audio that streamed over YouTube. And the video was uh, from the Abraham Hicks series talking about belief. And the one thing that was said that really stuck out to me is that you have to be comfortable and understand that you are already what you say you are. If you don't understand that, then you can't really declare and claim victory over what it is that you want. So you have to really be ready to and be prepared to build the habit of and be ready to speak your truth and understand that you have to be what you say you are. Because if you can't, that means that you are holding up your own success path. And um, if any of you who are listening understand and know what I'm talking about, you know, let me know. Give me some hearts in the Facebook group. You know, let me know for those of you who have my uh, my cell phone because I hear my cell phone blowing up right now. Um, you know, let me know what you think you actually think about that. But in order to believe, truly believe, it means that you must develop a habit of believing to the extent of you are who you say you are. You must be. You already are. So there's no such thing as one day I'm going to be successful. 
It's only I am successful. It's only I am a millionaire. It's only I am wealthy. It's only I do love myself. It's only I am this person. This is who I am going to be. This is No, this is who I am. I am. So you must start claiming right now, here and today, the success that you want in your business, not at some future date, but the success that you want in your business today. You've got to begin to understand that all of the treasures that are stored for you are already here. Your job is to claim them. Your job is to believe that they belong to you so that they will come to you, which is so very, very important. I love the fact that when we were born, we were already pre-installed with the ability to be successful. We were already pre-installed with the ability to have vision and the ability to manifest and to bring things to us. But if you don't believe that you have that ability, then it's not going to happen. So, therefore, belief is it, it, it's essential. The right type of belief is essential, right? Because anybody can say that they love themselves but then turn right back around and through their actions disprove that they, that they don't love themselves, right? They can disprove that. Um, anybody can say that they can become a millionaire and turn right back around and then say to themselves, I know I said it out loud, but I'm never going to be a millionaire. I don't really believe that because when I was a little girl, somebody told me that I was worthless, that I, wasn't a, I wouldn't amount to anything. Somebody told me that what I couldn't do. And so, therefore, that stuck in my subconscious mind. It stuck there, and I haven't done anything to write over that. So as a result, I can say that I want to be a millionaire all day long, but I'm not going to be until I say that I am. So you must say who you are and what you are because that in and of itself, it proves the belief that you have in yourself. Remember the definition of unshakable faith, that level of belief so deeply rooted that it compels, it convicts you to take swift and immediate action on all that you dream or all that you want so that you can manifest it. But if you are not believing in the right way, then there's a problem. So I want all of you to examine what you say you believe in, because this could be a holdback for many of you in receiving, in receiving your success. Are you saying that you want to be a successful businesswoman, but you don't act as a successful businesswoman? Well, how does a successful businesswoman act? Well, are you clear on your role as a CEO? Are you delegating to others? Are you, are you clear on the priorities of your business? Are you leading and not following? What are you doing to convict your belief, to say that you believe? Are you being the person that you need to be now? You see, there's no difference. If, if you say that you're a millionaire or you're going to be a millionaire, no, you need to be a millionaire now. You need to say that I am a millionaire, and then you need to act accordingly. You need to plan accordingly in order to receive it, right? So very, very important. So I want to challenge all of you who are listening today. I want you to mine the diamond of belief. Then the next thing I want you to mine is the diamond of receiving, because I know for a fact that we as women have a problem with receiving. There are people out there that have offered us help, but some of us have a trust issue. I know I have a trust issue sometimes. So sometimes people want to uh, offer me help, and I don't want to accept it because I don't really know if that person is coming from a place of sincerity. However, that has a lot, again, to do with belief because what I have learned, especially this last few weeks as I have been studying and learning to uh, improve my level of thinking and my level of thought as well, I began to understand that if I believe that I am to be successful, that I am successful, and yet when things come my way that can help me, I am distrusting of those things, I, I disable that belief. You guys understand what I'm saying? 
So you must learn to believe and receive. And you must stop questioning so much the why and the how and only look at the fact of the belief and realize that when you put it out there in the universe, in the world, when you pray to God for something, you must believe that it is going to happen, then you must act accordingly. So you can't be so surprised when things start coming your way that are going to help you to be that that what you in which you are. You can't be surprised at that. You must accept it. You must want to receive it. And so belief and receiving are key diamonds in order for you to start mining everything that is around you. And if you have not had the success that you have wanted to have, if you have not reached the level that you wanted to reach in your business, then you've got to go back first and take a look within at your belief system. You've got to look at your beliefs, and you've got to look at how you are receiving things. Are you saying that you are successful? Are you saying I am that I am, that I am successful, that I am a millionaire, that I am a wealthy woman? You must start saying these things, and you must be very careful to eliminate negative thinking and negative talking that works against that. And this is why I think it's so key that every single morning you work on you, that you have your affirmations that you are saying to yourself that are going to sow seeds of positivity and, and seeds of faith and success inside of you because you must become your biggest supporter, which is so very, very important. And next, you must be willing to receive. So when things come your way and they are of goodness, whether they are people wanting to help you or things that you were not uh, expecting, you really need to know that, hey, this is for me because I have sowed a seed of belief. I believe in myself. I believe that I am. And so, therefore, things are coming to me because of that, because I have unblocked all of the things that are supposed to come to me and be mine. There's much more to it, but in generality, this is key that you start learning to believe in yourself. So one of the things we're working on at Women About Biz and Lifestyle for Her is we are working on a belief course a course that talks about how do you begin to manifest and how do you begin to believe. And I believe that we can do this within the next 30 days because so many women have been asking questions about belief. So many women have been asking questions about how do I begin to have that unshakable faith within myself? How do I stop negative thinking so that I can become the woman that I want to be, the woman that I should be? And so, again, we have um, a course that is being developed just for you. I'm very excited about it. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, Shamiko Cole also, who has been a big instrumental help and support in sharing some things with me because she knows about, a lot about the law of attraction. And so she's going to be coming on board um, as a guest on Successful Woman Radio to share what she knows also about the law of attraction. So again, Shamiko, thank you so much sharing, and I am excited to have you on the Successful Woman radio show to talk a lot about the law of attraction, the law of believing, and understanding how to bring things and manifest things into your life. I want to go ahead at this time, and I want to read to you guys the beginning of the book of Acres of Diamonds. This is our book club book of the month. It works hand-in-hand with what we're talking about all this month. The diamonds are all around you. So hopefully you guys took some notes on uh, the discussion of believing and receiving and understanding that you are who you say you are, that you must become the I am, and you must stop thinking that you're going to be something in the in the future. You must start believing that you are right now. So therefore, it will start coming to you. Things will just start coming to you. And I know that to be true. It has happened for me multiple times. And so, again, it's all about keeping yourself in the right mind frame. In the law of attraction, they call it keeping yourself in the right vibrational space. 
Um, but it's about the, the having the right mindset, having the right mind frame um, so that things can come to you. Very, very important. If you don't believe it, trust me, um, God himself already told us, you know, the first stage of manifestation is to vision it and then to write it down and make it plain, which is the first step in manifesting what it is that you want. So, again, I think it's very, very key for you to follow these instructions to really believe and start saying that I am, I am. And if you remember, what did God say? He says, I am who I say I am. I am that I am. Okay, I am. And since we were created in his image, we are. We are who we say we are. And isn't that a beautiful thing that you don't need any, any, any permission from anybody? You don't need any permission from anybody for you to say who you are. You are who you are, who you say you are. So I'm so excited, and I hope many of you embrace this because we've got such a beautiful journey happening this year uh, at Women About Biz and Successful Woman Radio, and we want you to be a part of that journey. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the pace for you with the book Acres of Diamonds. And this book was written by uh, Russell Conrad, and he shares a story with us that he gave actually in a speech presentation in Philadelphia. And I want to just kind of share and set the pace for you with the book so that you can begin to pick up the book and read it for yourself. So I'm going to start right here when he begins to share the story of Acres of Diamonds in a lecture. He says, when going down the Tigris and Euphrates rivers many years ago with a party of English travelers, I found myself under the direction of an old Arab guide whom we hired up at Baghdad. And I have often thought how that guide resembled our barbers in certain mental characteristics. He thought it was not only his duty to guide us down those rivers and do what he was paid for doing, but also entertain us with stories curious and weird, ancient and modern, strange and familiar. Many of them I have forgotten, and I'm glad I have, but there is one I shall never forget. The old guide was leading my camel by its halter along the banks of those ancient rivers, and he told me story after story until I grew weary of his storytelling and ceased to listen. I've never been irritated with that guide when he lost his temper as I ceased listening, but I remember that he took off his Turkish cap and swung it in the circle to get my attention. I could see it through the corner of my eye, but I determined not to look straight at him for fear he would tell another story. But although I am not a woman, I did finally look, and as soon as I did, he went right into another story. Said he, I will tell you a story now, which I reserve for my particular friends. When he emphasized the words, particular friends, I listened, and I have ever been glad I did. I really feel doubtfully thankful that there are 1,674 young men who have been carried through college by this lecture who are also glad that I did listen. The old guy told me that once there once lived not far from the river Indus an ancient Persian by the name of Ali Hafed. He said that Ali Hafed owned a very large farm, that he had orchards, grain fields, and gardens, that he had money and interest and was a wealthy and contented man. He was contented because he was wealthy and wealthy because he was contented. One day there visited that old Persian farmer, one of these ancient Buddhist priests, one of the wise men of the East. He sat down by the fire and told the old farmer how this world of ours was made. He said that this world was once a mere bank of fog and that the Almighty thrust his finger into this bank of fog and began slowly to move his finger around, increasing the speed until at last he whirled this bank of fog into a solid ball of fire. Then it went rolling through the universe, burning its way through other banks of fog and condensed the moisture without until it fell in floods of rain upon its top surface and cooled the outward crust. Then he says the internal fires bursting outward through the crust threw up the mountains and hills, the valleys, the plains, and the prairies of this wonderful world of ours. If this internal molten mass came bursting out and cooled very quickly, it became granite, less quickly copper, less quickly silver, less quickly gold, and after gold, diamonds were made. Said the old priest, a diamond is a congealed drop of sunlight. Now that is literally scientifically true that a diamond is an actual deposit of carbon from the sun. 
The old priest told Ali Hafed that if he had one diamond the size of his thumb, he could purchase the country. And if he had a mind of diamonds, he could place his children upon thrones through the influences of their great wealth. Ali Hafed heard all about the diamonds, how much they were worth, and went to his bed that night, a poor man. He had not lost anything, but he was poor because he was discontented, and discontented because he feared he was poor. He said, I want a mine of diamonds, and he lay awake all night. Early in the morning, he sought out the priest. I know by experience that a priest is very cross when awakened early in the morning. And when he shook that old priest out of his dreams, Ali Hafed said to him, will you tell me where can I find diamonds? Diamonds? What do you want with diamonds? Why, I wish to be immensely rich. Well, then, go alone and find them. That is it. All you have to do is go and find them, and then you will have them. Well, I don't know where to go. Well, if you will find a river that runs through white sands between high mountains in those white sands, you will always find diamonds, the priest said. I don't believe there is any such river. Oh, yes, he says. There are plenty of them. All you have to do is go and find them, and then you have them said, Ali have said, I will go. So he sold his farm, collected his money, left his family in charge of a neighbor, and away he went in search of diamonds. He began his search very properly to my mind at the mountain of Moon. After he came into Palestine, then wandered on into Europe, and at last his money was all spent, and he was in rags, wretchedness, and poverty. He stood on the shore of the bay at Barcelona in Spain when a great tidal wave came rolling in between the pillars of Hercules and the poor, afflicted, suffering, dying man could not resist the awful temptation to cast himself into the incoming tide, and he sank beneath its foaming crest never to rise in this life again. When that old guy had told me that awful sad story, he stopped the camel I was riding on and went back to fix the baggage that was coming off another camel, and I had an opportunity to muse over his story while he was gone. I remember saying to myself, why did he reserve that story for his particular friend? There seemed to be no beginning, no middle, no end, nothing to it. That was the first story I ever heard told in my life and would be the first one I ever read in which the hero was killed in the first chapter. I had but one chapter of that story, and that hero was dead. When the guide came back and took up the halter of my camel, he went right ahead with the story into the second chapter, just as though there had been no break. The man who purchased Ali Hafed's farm one day led his camel into the garden to drink, and as that camel put its nose into the shallow water of that garden brook, Ali Hafed's successor noticed a curious flash of light from the white sands of the stream in Ali Hafed's old farm. He pulled out a black stone, having an eye of light reflecting all the hues of the rainbow. He took the pebble into the house and put it on the mantle, which covers the central fires, and forgot all about it. But a few days later, the same old priest who Ali Hafed had spoke with came in to visit Ali Hafed's successor, and the moment he opened that drawing room door, he saw the flash of light on the mantle, and he rushed up to it and shouted, Here is a diamond. Has Ali Hafed returned? Oh, no, Ali Hafed has not returned. And that is not a diamond. That is nothing but a stone we found right out here in our own garden. But said the priest, I tell you, I know a diamond when I see it. I know positively that it is indeed a diamond. Then together they rushed out into that old garden and stirred up the white sands with their fingers, and lo, there came up another more beautiful and valuable gem than the first. Thus said the guide to me, and friends, it is historically true, was discovered the diamond mine of Golconda, the most magnificent diamond mine in all the history of mankind, excelling the Kimberley mine itself the Kumura mine, and the Orloff mine of the crown and jewels of England and Russia. When that old Arab guy told me the second chapter of this story, he then took off his Turkish cap and swung it around in the air again to get my attention to the moral. Those Arab guys have morals to their stories, although they are not all faith moral as he swung his hat. He said to me, 
Had Ali Hafed remained at home and dug in his own cellar or underneath his own wheat fields or in his own garden instead of wretchedness, starvation, and death by suicide in a strange land, he would have had acres of diamonds. For every acre of that old farm, yes, every shovel full after it revealed gems which since have decorated the crowns of monarchs. When he added the moral to his story, I saw why he reserved it for his particular friends. But I did not tell him I could see it. It was that mean old ass way of going around a thing like a lawyer to say indirectly what he did not dare say directly, that in his private opinion there was a certain young man then traveling down the Tigris River that might be better at home in America. I did not tell him I could see that, but I told him his story reminded me of one, and I told it to him quick, and I think I will tell it to you. I'm going to stop right here because this is the beginning of the book, Acres of Diamonds, and this is the beginning of the uncovering of what it means that the diamonds are in your own backyard. Here we have Ali Hafed, who, you know, was really already a wealthy man, but he didn't know that he was wealthy. Ah, he didn't know that he was wealthy because he felt that he was poor. He felt that he didn't have enough. And remember, you are who you say you are. Get it? You are who you say you are. And so as a result, he goes traveling all outside of his own farm, his own land, goes to many places afar, spending all of his money to try and find all of these diamonds when the diamonds were all around him after all. So I'm going to leave you ladies with this. Hopefully you guys will continue to read in Acres of Diamonds the story and continue on, and I'll be here to share more with you next Monday, the 27th, as we talk about diamonds are all around you. And remember, the diamonds really are all around you, and it's time that you start mining the, the resources, connections, and tools that are right in your own backyard before you move outward. This is Trina Newby with Successful Woman Radio saying have a productive and an abundant week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.